You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes. Happy Tuesday. It's Tuesday here on Locked On College Football, so that means you get me, Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn, and Isaiah Hole, the host of Locked On Wolverines. How are you, sir? I am good. Happy Tuesday to everyone except for Texas A&M, which is uh, what the uh, college football playoff committee said. Right, right. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Should A&M have been in? Uh, honestly, no. I don't. I don't think A&M should have been in. Dude, I don't either, uh, and I feel like we are on an island here. I do too, because I see a lot of complaining about it, and. I, I mean, I think that they got it right as far as the top four is concerned. Um, I mean, because you kind of couldn't keep Notre Dame out because it lost to Clemson because it's already beaten Clemson. Mm-hmm. I understand it didn't have Trevor Lawrence. I felt like there was a fraudulent win, but it's still a win over Clemson. An incredible game, by the way. The first one, not the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I caught the end of it. I was coming back, I think, from Indiana. Uh, from from our guys at home field's favorite uh, favorite place. Right. I think I was going back to yeah. Indiana. University. Non-Windiana. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And uh, you, as much as there's been all this lobbying against Ohio State from Texas A&M and Clemson and Notre Dame, listen, it wasn't happening. Like, I understand they, they, had, they didn't play nearly as many games. But that was going to be the argument once they like. Imagine if they only played Ohio State, only played like two less games or one less game. The argument would have still been the same from those people because they, they have an agenda. They don't want to have to face Ohio State. And if I'm Dabo, I don't know what your big concern is about facing Ohio State because you own them. But uh, there, there's, you know, Ohio State, I think, is deserving. It's not their fault that they lost three games this year. Uh, well, it's their fault they lost one, but I mean, in the sense of, you know, trying to keep things going well in house as far as COVID. But nonetheless, like they, the Big Ten had very stringent uh, scheduling, mm-hmm. so it is what it is. Ohio State is one of the best four teams in the country. Even if they go out and lay a goose egg against Clemson, uh, they are still one of the best four teams in the country. So. You're gonna tell me Oklahoma or Texas A&M is one is better than Ohio State? I mean, if if Ohio State played Texas A&M, it would be an absolute disaster for Texas A&M, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. So, I get the argument if you want to say A&M over Notre Dame. I get that one way more than I do A&M over Ohio State. Once again, I think they got the four correct. I think no matter what you could have done. You would have gotten a 1-4 matchup that is going to be incredibly lopsided. I mean, why would the committee say, okay, we've seen Alabama play Texas A&M. It wasn't close. And by the way, Alabama is a significantly better team than they were at that point in the season. And also, like, I, I, I just don't get the whole, like, well, Ohio State didn't deserve it type of thing. It's like their conference screwed them over. The Big Ten has handled this whole thing very poorly, and they've changed their mind on pretty much everything. And then it's like once their backs were against the wall, it's like, well, let's take away the six-game thing. Let's let Ohio State in because we need somebody in the college football playoff. 
I don't have an issue with the four teams. I have an issue with the way that we got to these four teams. But the whole Ohio State's not a top four team because they played six games just is not an argument to me. When you look at it, it's like Ohio State, one on paper, is the best. And then also, it's just uh, on the field, they've done really well. Now, the whole argument of, well, they, they just beat a ranked team. It's like, stop it. They beat Northwestern. Like, stop it. Get out of here with that. Well, Northwestern's, uh, and weirdly, I was going to say this off air, uh, and there's no reason for me to say this on the podcast, because listen, I love Northwestern for one reason only, and that's Pat Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. who I had a dream that I was having a beer with Pat Fitzgerald yesterday, uh, last night. No so, way. What kind of beer did he drink? Uh, I, I don't remember. I just know that the dude is awesome. I actually met him at Big Ten Media Days a couple years ago, and I was a complete fanboy about it. He's I just, probably a all stout was, guy. He prob- I would imagine a stout or an IPA mm. or honestly probably pro- he's probably just kind of one of those dudes that's like whatever you know whatever you, you got on tap whatever you recommend sure you know I'm 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 flexible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, nonetheless he's a cool he's a cool guy I literally walked up to him and said I just wanted to let you know I think you're awesome um did he say it back because like he's probably telling the story of dude so this one time. Isaiah Hull came up to me in a bar and told me how great I was, and that was the best. That was the best moment of my life. He's telling that story to other people. I hope so. That would be really cool. It's, pro- it's probably part uh, of his like recruiting pitch. That's. I mean, it, it, it would be a weird recruiting pitch considering uh, I have ties to Michigan, but uh, nonetheless, Northwestern is kind of like Iowa in the sense that, like, you never know what you're going to get on a year by year basis. Like sometimes they're incredible and sometimes they're terrible and this year they're incredible i don't think they've ever been incredible incredible by big 10 non-ohio state terms okay got it so got it it means something right like to 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 beat northwestern this year uh just like it would mean something to beat iowa this year uh ironically they're ranked uh 14th and 15th in the in the college football playoff rankings, but so Auburn got paired up with uh, with Northwestern in the Citrus Bowl, mm-hmm. and like Auburn fans are like, this is like the most boring thing ever. It, it is funny how that works when it comes to matchups because Michigan fans have certainly gotten that with not last year when Michigan played Alabama, but like a couple years like playing Florida for the umpteenth time. Like even the players didn't care about the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl when Michigan played in that game. The fans certainly did not care at all. It was like, well, we own Florida, so... There's only been one team ever to care about playing in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, and it was UCF, and they were playing against Auburn, and only one team realized that that was for the national championship. (laughs) Where's the lie? It happens. That's a big thing with bowl games, and that's why I'm kind of fine with a lot of these teams opting out, because... Like if if you're not gonna care, then don't play. Yeah. Lord knows, I've been to I think what four bowl games, maybe five, four or five. I can't remember right now. And Michigan didn't care about. I don't think honestly any of them except for that Alabama game last year, and I don't think Alabama cared until they scored their first touchdown pretty quickly, and then we we're like, oh yeah, we can we can be Alabama and and win this game. So cool, but. Michigan certainly has played in some bowl games where there was a severe disinterest and people talk about like, you know, w- wanting to win bowl games. And it's like, all right, when you play Florida for the umpteenth time, 
you don't care, right? Like that Michigan had several players opted out then in 2018. Uh, I remember watching them play South Carolina in the Outback Bowl where they squandered a 19-point lead uh, that they had early in the second half. I mean, it's the, the not caring really happens. So it's, it's kind of good that there's a lot of teams that are just like, you know what, we're out. We're not going to do it. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how some of these Big Ten and SEC teams like that, like that uh, Auburn-Northwestern game. That'll be really interesting, but... Will I know Northwestern will probably care because they're so rarely on this type of stage. How much will Auburn care, especially? Oh, Auburn's losing this game. Auburn is losing this game. They're a three-point dog, according to the Bet Online uh, .ag betting line. They, uh, it's I'm I'm taking Northwestern in this to to even cover that. I, I think Auburn comes out super lackluster. I mean, the way Auburn has been the past two weeks with their coaching search. I mean, you've got players tweeting out like, well, let's just go get Nick Saban because no one else wants to come here. You might as well ask him because everyone else has turned us down. Steve Sarkeesian's turned him down. Brent Venables just got the notification that he's not leaving Clemson. They go up to UAB. Bill Clark turns him down. They go to Louisiana, and um, you know Napier turns him down. They've been turned down by everyone. It's a disaster. And so now players are tweeting like, circus emojis because that's all what's happening and then like you know Sean Shivers one of the leaders of the team team captains saying like Auburn only wants to hire somebody that they can control and like the behind the scenes stuff going on in all of this is a total disaster total train wreck and so uh yeah the players aren't going to want to play this game you kidding me Uh, I've got the perfect coach for you he's recently available he's got experience at Auburn so he knows how to recruit at Auburn. He knows how to be the. He knows how to be a head coach. He's been a longtime head coach. Uh, he only recently got fired. This guy <laughs> is it. Gus Malzahn. Gus, it is Gus Malzahn. <laughs> Perfect fit. Bring him in. He's been to a national championship. He's, uh, he's exactly. recruited at the highest level in, 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 in all the schools that he's been to. Yeah, perfect he's fit. Beaten Al- he's beaten Alabama. So. He's, he's beaten, beaten Nick Saban more than anybody else other than Clemson. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Hey, it's bowl season, so uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of you time. A lot of football, a lot of sports over the holiday season. And we know that you want to chill. More importantly, Coors Light knows. They respect the uninterrupted me time that comes with watching football and watching bowl games, even basketball starting up over the holiday season. They want you to reach for the beer that's made to chill. Coors Light's cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged, literally made to chill. And due to that, it's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. That's perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are we ready for some football? That's right, college football heads into bowl season. It's already actually started, believe it or not. And there are some big matchups coming up uh, for the foreseeable. Uh, NFL regular season is also finishing up, and the playoff picture is starting to become clear. If you're a Detroit Lions fan... Guess what? You still don't know what the playoffs are. Uh, There is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. And that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for 50% uh, off of your 
or 50% welcome bonus rather. So with college football coming up, uh, I mean, like I, like I said, it's coming up right now. We already had the Myrtle Beach Bowl yesterday with uh, Appalachian State taking down North Texas. You've got the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, and uh, those are t- those are today. And then coming up in the next couple of days, the New Orleans Bowl, Montgomery Bowl, New Mexico Bowl, Camellia Bowl, all kinds of college football coming up. Gets to some of the bigger games next week with the Cheez It Bowl and the Alma Bowl with some bigger names like Texas, Colorado, Oklahoma State, and Miami. Nonetheless, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. As we move on here at uh, Locked On College Football, Zach Blackerby, Locked On Auburn, Isaiah Hole of Locked On Michigan. Um, as far as we kind of circle back to the college football playoff, so you got Alabama versus Notre Dame, and I think the bet online AG line on that is Alabama minus 19, and I just don't feel like that's enough, Isaiah. This is going to be a slaughter. I mean, I agree. Um, I was actually surprised with, with the uh, Alabama game against Florida that it wasn't more of a slaughter. I know it started to look that way. I, I stopped watching at halftime uh, for a minute and was like, you know what, I'm going to go do something else. And I came back and turned it on and saw it was only a one-score game. And I was like, wait, what happened? Listen, I mean, understand that Notre Dame has a pretty good defense. Their offense is, is going to need some miracles to be able to even be in that game. Because, listen, they weren't even in that game against Clemson uh, late on Saturday. Uh, it's it, 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 Clemson isn't anywhere even in the same stratosphere, in my opinion, as Alabama is. Now, Alabama can have some defensive lapses this year. We've seen that happen a handful of times, whether it be this last game against Florida. We obviously saw it against Ole Miss before. We've also seen them be brilliant uh, defensively. And Notre Dame is probably built a little bit more like Georgia than anything else in the sense that it they aren't, they aren't built to be a powerhouse offensively. Yeah, you can go out there and destroy a Pitt or Syracuse and teams like that without problem. That's any really, almost any blue blood type. It should be able to go out there and do that regardless of what you're built to be just because you have the talent to go out there and dominate people. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen against Alabama. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this game ended up being like 60 to three, you know, like, and I think even giving Notre Dame three might be generous, save for maybe some surprises out of the gates as far as, you know, having like a first drive that, kind of catches Alabama off guard or getting lucky. Maybe they, maybe they get a couple big plays, but for the most part, I mean, Alabama is just so much more talented across the board. Notre Dame is the, I I kind of agree with what you said earlier in the show that Notre Dame is probably the most, the closest to being a fraudulent, least deserving one there. Granted, I don't really know who you would put in that four spot that actually Deserves it because there's three elite college football teams, in my opinion, and Notre Dame ain't it, and they're going up against the most elite of the three. So, I think good you luck. can make the. I, I think Florida is a better team 
than A&M, honestly. And I know they played each other this year, and so it's easy to kind of say, well, are they? But based on what you saw from Florida on Saturday night, I think that I think that was kind of our our play-in game. I think Florida had a chance. They saw it towards the end of the game. It's just they got whooped in the first half, and it was too late at that point. Um, Cole Thompson, the host of Locked On Aggies, he put up an emergency pod, I guess, like right after the, the college football playoff was announced, obviously from the perspective of Texas A&M, him making the case why they should have gotten in. And he makes some decent cases. I think he overvalued a little bit the game against Tennessee. But regardless, I mean, all in all, like his main thing is, hey, they haven't lost since like week three or whatever. And the only time they lost, it was to the best team in college football. And the big difference there is Notre Dame is pretty much in the same boat, except they lost last week, and they have a win over the team that beat them. It's just the committee's not going to take into account injuries. They said that when this thing was created years ago, and that's still kind of their thing, and I, 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 I just I agree with them. I agree with them wholeheartedly. So... Um, the other matchup, the 2-3 matchup between Clemson and Ohio State is significantly more interesting to me. I think Clemson will still beat them, but all in all, like what's going to happen to the state of college football when, uh, when it's Alabama and Clemson for a, uh, for a national championship? We'll talk about it in just a moment. Zach Blackerby, Isaiah Hull here with you right here on Locked On College Football. Listen, you need to break through that wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Built Go every day. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You'll put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through that back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. How does Built Go work so well? Well, Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into the system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Not to mention, collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. The stuff literally makes you look better. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work and my workout. Beta-alanine, B3, honey, a kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks to keep me going with 10,000% of your daily B6 and B12 vitamins. So visit BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, You'll get 20% off of that next order. Use promo code LOCK for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Final few minutes here on today's edition of Locked On College Football. What's the state of college football look like when it's Alabama and Clemson going at it again for a national championship? Probably. Well, I won't even say probably because Ohio State has had some issues defensively. And they were not sharp offensively against Northwestern. But, I mean, honestly, if I was to, to take a look at the, the top of college football, I mean, again, it's those three teams, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. I personally think Ohio State might be a little bit better than Clemson. The, the, the problem is, for them, is Trevor Lawrence is the best player in college football. Uh, so I think that's going to be a relatively even matchup, and I'm excited to see it uh, because – there's a lot going on there. Uh, but if, if it is Alabama Clemson, you know, it, it, it's the onus is on some of these other programs to find a way to get to their level. 
it took Clemson a really long time to get to this spot, right? We see it. We saw that, you know, like there's a lot of comparisons that uh, that are made between Dabo Swinney and Jim Harbaugh. And I know Michigan fans don't want to hear it right now about that. And the people who hate Michigan are going to scoff at that. But they have like until this year in a pandemic year when things are weird, they had literally the same exact record, the same amount of wins uh, against a rival, which was none. And it was exactly the same. So it took Clemson a very long time to build to this spot, but they built there. Ohio State wasn't as elite as it is now uh, until really quite recently. It really it was getting better and better under Urban Meyer, and now it's kind of reached an apex where I think it can compete with the Alabamas of the world. Mm-hmm. Every, everyone else, like, you can see some of the building blocks Florida, you can see some of the building blocks. Um, sometimes Georgia, you would imagine that you can see the building blocks as your team has like 85 five stars, yet goes out there and either wins games 10 to 3 or loses inexplicably. But you can at least see what they're trying to do. And, you know, if they just had, you know, maybe a little bit more talent, then they could actually do something. That is sarcasm, by the way. But nonetheless, you can see some of the building blocks for some of these schools. LSU obviously won the championship last year. Right. So it's just a matter of of building towards something like that and then sustaining it. And that's not something that uh, a lot of these programs are doing. Like, you know, obviously LSU loses so many players and then it uh, goes out and has a terrible season. And you can sit there and say, well, you know, they were really young. They were one of the most young teams in the country. You know who else was really young and one of the most young teams in the country? Alabama. So it's uh, you got to find a way to get there, sustain it, get your young players ready to go, put them in a position to succeed. And I, I just feel like there's a lot of teams out there that are that need to have a little bit more of a win-at-all-cost type strategy without necessarily – cheating and bucking the system which you know maybe that goes along with it but they need to find a way to to get there and then stay there and instead of just being like one of those teams that just kind of gets there Notre Dame for all of their flaws and uh, as overrated as I think that that team is this is their second time going to the college football playoff and that at least says something it does and means something so their path is easier than a lot of teams but it still does say something Exactly. So, I mean, Clemson's path is easy, generally. You're right. So, that's true. You're right. That's a good point. It's a, it's about getting there. So, that yeah. that's the thing. You just got to find more teams that can find a way to get there. Isaiah, where can people find you and hear you, bud? Uh, they can find me locked on Wolverines, wherever you get your podcast, wolverineswear.usatoday.com, at Isaiah Hole on any social media platform of your choice. I'm on Twitter, at Z Blackerby, and you can hear me every day. On Locked On Auburn. Our colleagues will be back with you tomorrow right here on Locked On College Football. You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.